Welcome to the Women Empower podcast, where women entrepreneurs share their stories, struggles, and accomplishments. We are here to listen to women in all walks of life, from starting a business to running million-dollar companies, from personal to business, and everything in between. Let's get started. Here's your host, Brie Logue. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Women Empower podcast. I'm your host, Brilo. Today, we have Amanda Grieke with us. Her and her husband are both Texas real estate brokers with a small brokerage in Frisco, Texas, and they have been in the real estate industry for over 10 years. I'm super excited to chat today. Hey, Brie. How are you? Good. So to start, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and what you're currently working on? Okay. Well, a little bit about me is uh, we have, well, we have one son. We have a 10-year-old son. Um, we've been doing real estate in DFW, like you said, over 10 years now. Um, right now, we are in retail real estate. We're trying to focus on some land. Um, I'm really trying to get into that market. And then we're also trying to jump into some wholesaling. Nice. That's awesome. That's what me and my husband do is wholesaling. Um we actually just did a land deal up in uh, Fort Worth pretty recently. Well, we're trying to get it closed still. It's been a nightmare, that one, honestly. But we're almost to the finish line. <laughs> oh, hopefully you'll get there. And I know you will. I know you will. I love Fort Worth, too. Yeah, it's a cool deal. Uh, it's funny. The whole fun, the whole thing about wholesaling, you know, is that, uh, you know, this, the tricky deals is what you work with. Because real estate agents don't want to do them. That's why they're like, oh, well, let's go with a wholesaler instead. Uh, so they have like six heirs and, you know, they're not on the same page. So it's been a, it's been a little bit of a back and forth for the last, you know, 60 days now. Oh, that sounds so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Um, that's a lot. It's a lot. So tell us a little bit about how you became an entrepreneur and why you picked real estate. Well, entrepreneur was never really in my vocabulary. I always thought I would hold a corporate position. Uh, it took me 10 years to get through college uh, from working and everything else. So I was destined to be in the corporate world, I thought. Um, but then we had our son in 2013, and I decided I didn't want anyone to raise him other than me. And so we had an opportunity while I was on maternity leave to work on a real estate team as their office manager. So I did that for about three months. I was like, oh, I don't know. Went back to corporate for three months. And then I was like, yeah, no, I cannot be away from my child. I can't do this. Um, so they paid for us to go to school, got our license. Um, Chris and I actually both went through school at the same time. And we both took our test the same day. And thank God we both passed because that would have been terrible if he would have passed and I didn't. Um, so that's like, he has always been an entrepreneur and kind of pushed me in that direction, but it was definitely nothing I really thought I would ever do. And now I can't ever see myself going back the other way. So that's kind of how that all came about. I just really wanted to make money. I'd never wanted to be a true stay at home mom. I wanted to make money, but I also wanted to raise my child. And that was the best of both worlds to me. No, oh, I love that. Same. I always wanted, I always mattered for myself to be like, you know, a corporate person too. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, I worked in retail and I was like, you know, I made a, you know, I had a couple of stores I was managing and then all of a sudden, you know, they closed the stores and I was like, huh, this isn't a stable job as I imagined it to be. <laughs> 
Right. Well, and I think that is the thing. A lot of people look at corporate as security over entrepreneurship. And that's not the case because when they're they're done with you, they're done with you. And then what? Where at least if you're an entrepreneur, you make your own destiny and you decide what you want to do. So I I really think, yeah, that's a false impression that a lot of people have. For sure. Definitely. So you work with your husband. I know there are many challenges and so many benefits to that as well. Um, so how do you guys kind of define your roles and how do you guys kind of work together? So that is an ever-evolving thing. So you would think we would have it figured out by now and it is always changing. Um, you know, at the very beginning, our son was so young. So Chris did a majority of running the deals and stuff like that especially while he was a toddler um, and I did here and there. And then as of course he's aged and we progressed, we've, we've found it really hard to navigate our role because we don't truly really work like as a team. So like he normally has his clients and I typically have mine, you know, once you build a rapport with someone, it's hard to introduce someone else to them. So that's kind of been the evolving thing. And as we get into these other branches of areas that we want to work outside of just retail real estate, I think we're really trying to define that. Like he wants to go more towards wholesaling. I want to go more towards land, but yet he wants to be in land too. So it's like, we're still just really trying to figure that out. Like the good thing is we can jump in from one another, you know, if we're sick or something like that, but it's, it's, it's an ever evolving thing for sure with us still just trying to define those roles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys are both brokers as well at your brokerage, right? We are. Yes. So he got his license in 2020 and I had no interest. I didn't want to do more testing or whatever, but then he kept harassing me that he was my boss. And I said, no, you are not my boss. So then I was like, okay, I've had enough. So in um, 2022, I went and got my license and I was like, yeah, I'm done with that. And so, yeah, when I was competitive too, it's like, no, yes. you're not my boss. <laughs> yes. Like I, no, no, we're not doing that. And, and so the more he said it, the matter it made me. And so finally I'm like, I'm done. I'm going to go get mine. And then you can't say that anymore. So Yeah. <laughs> It was so funny. And I feel like in the back of his mind, he knew that if he kept saying it, eventually he'd be like, cool, I'm going to go get tested. I know I need to get tested. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know. He's like, you You always said you were interested. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, now I have it and now I've got it. So that's, we're good. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So you guys have a team under you. How many agents do you have right now? So we have, we only have three agents with us right now. Um, we're not actively recruiting. I think it's more of an alignment. Like we want the right alignment. We've been through the big box brokerages. We've been through, you know, I think we went through four before we landed on our own. And it just, you know, there's all of these promises and stuff that were never fulfilled. So we don't want to do that to agents either. And we also don't want to rob them of all their money. Um, so why... Like, that's something we're working on. We need to actively grow that team. But right now, the people that we have are true alignment. Um, and I'm sorry, we actually have four agents. I forgot. Uh, we added one. Um, so, you know, it's, it's something we're pursuing and we want to do, but it just has to be the right people. We don't want to just take anyone. 
For sure. So how are you finding people that align with you guys? Um, do you have like your core values and everything set up to you? So we do. Um, but a lot of it is kingdom. Like we're faith, like a faith base too. Like we want to make sure that people we're bringing on are aligned with our, our beliefs and faith as well. Um, and actually the, the people underneath us, two of them are in APEC and then one of them's from our church. And then one of them is two of our team members, member that they brought on. So just kind of like piecing people here and there from different, you know, areas of life that we're in and doing things with. Nice. That's awesome. So how do you guys kind of wind your faith with your business? That's I feel like that's something a lot of people struggle with, especially when they're first starting out because they don't want to alienate other people. But I feel like in my personal business, now that I'm like actually sharing more about my faith, I feel like I'm, it's not so much I'm alienating people. It's that I'm drawing people in that are, you know, aligning with me. I completely agree. I, and I think that's where we're at. I think we were so worried early on like about being offensive to people or not including everyone. But really, if, if you're not aligned in your core values and in your belief system, I mean, I don't think you're going to create a great partnership anyway. So in my mind, I think those things have to be there. And if it's the right alignment, then it's truly the right alignment. And that's what's going to help you grow and expand versus if you just take anyone. Well, I don't understand the point of that, at least not at this point in my life. Definitely. So entrepreneurship has many ups and downs. How do you handle the bad days? Oh, my goodness. That's uh, working out. I, wor I work out daily just to keep that clear. But um, the bad days, as you know, as an entrepreneur, can be really bad. Like, I have to try and come from a place of gratitude now. I used to let, like, I mean, we're cyclic. So, you know, we have our highs and we have our lows in this business. So I used to come and think these negative thoughts, like, oh, I'm not doing enough. But now I'm trying to come more from a gratitude position. And I feel like it's really hard to be negative if you're coming from just gratitude. And so I feel very blessed that we've gotten this far in life. And, you know, that God didn't bring us this far just to leave us here right now. Now it may not look like I think it's supposed to. But that's really kind of how we've been focusing lately, because as you know, the market has taken a complete shift in at least in the past year. It's, it's been pretty drastic for our business. Um, but I'm just trying to stay grateful and know that, you know, he will provide and all things will come that are supposed to come. It just may not be in my timing. So that's really what I'm trying to do at this point. No, I love that. I feel like that is, uh, it's very hard to do when you first, like, I'm just going to, you know, be grateful for all the little things. Yeah. That is something that I've been uh, trying to be better at lately. It's just like, oh, when I have something, you know, that is making me feel like, oh, I can't believe that deal is not going to go through or this is happening. You know, it's so frustrating. I do just try to take a moment and think of like, you know, the five things I'm grateful for. Because there's so many things around you to be grateful for. And it just shifts your mindset so much quicker, too. I agree completely. Yes. I mean, it is. If you focus on the positive, how are you going to be negative about it? And I mean, we know in this business, there's going to be trials and tribulations. And it's how we handle those if we get through or if we, you know, if you don't, well, then you quit, basically. So, and not a quitter. So, just keep going. <laughs> 
So what do you think separates new agents when they first start out and they have success versus people who, you know, just come in or excited but don't actually end up getting a deal for a year or two? Ooh, so I look at that with these brand new agents because I feel like they are very eager. You know, they want to do well. They they have great intentions. But when they're in the business and they don't get a deal for, you know, just say the first six months, well, it does something to their ego and inside them. And then it starts to tear them down. So what I've been looking at with like newer agents is what's their motivation behind this? Where do they truly want to go? You know, and again, it goes back to belief system and all of that, I think. And I always try and prepare them like, hey, you need to come into real estate having some income. Because it's going to take a minute to get your first deal unless you just have this huge sphere of people ready to buy right away. And if you do, wonderful. You're like one in a hundred or I don't even know. But that's not likely. And, you know, it's just talking about the hustle. Like you have to hustle. And I think that's, that's something that we're really seeing in today's population or the society, the transition after 2020. Like, I don't feel like there's a lot of hustle anymore or like, it's just not the same. Um, it doesn't seem people are really motivated to get out and go after deals and stuff like that. Like, hmm. yeah, Brie, I just like that on that one. <laughs> I do it all the time. I don't know. I love you. Good I hung out with you yesterday, and it's like I had a great question for you, and then you know it's gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going somewhere with that, and then world like went off. <laughs> It's all right. It was still a complete thought, so we're good there. <laughs> okay. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go to another question. So we handled that. We did that. Oh, what's my next one? Let's talk a little bit about the housing market. I know you said it's gonna, it's tougher now. So what are your predictions? I always like this to ask this to real estate people because it's a hard question, <laughs> but it's it a is. fun one for everybody wants to know. Everyone wants to know what's going on with the real estate market. Oh, gosh. Um, well, like I tell anyone, today's still a great day to buy. It's If you could have bought yesterday, that was the better day. But if not, today's still the great day. Um, projection, I think we're all on the edge of our seats about interest rates. Uh, we know they're getting ready to go up again. Um, and that just knocked out more and more buyers. So I think until we see interest rates come down a little, we're just kind of stagnant and and sellers don't want to sell unless they absolutely have to especially if they're locked into a great rate so it's just really uncertain times i feel like in the real estate market like what's going to happen and then you know all these proposed changes about buyers maybe having to pay commissions now versus sellers like it could that could be a big disruption to our market so I think right now it's really anyone's guessing game on what's truly going to happen, but I'm hopeful. I pray on it. Interest rates, please come down. (laughs) I hope so. That would be great. Yes. So I'd also like to ask you a little bit about time management. Since you and your husband work together and you guys have a son, how do you manage doing all the things? Oh, yeah, that's it. That's a great one. So I just do it. Like, I really feel like I just do it. If I if I think too much about it, it overwhelms me and I am almost frozen. So like 
I just had my week pretty much planned out because I also serve on two teams at the church. So I take that on as well. And sometimes it just becomes overwhelming. So I think I just really go day by day and I try and time block, make sure I have certain things on my calendar that are most important. And I really am. I'm just a day by day kind of person. Like, I feel like that's the way I manage the best. Me too. Yeah. Don't think too far in the future. I can get very No. Yeah. And not, I'm just like total sundown mode. Like, okay, that's too much. And then you and your husband are both in Apex. What tips do you guys have for like networking and getting the most out of communities like masterminds like Apex? Oh, man. I just, it, it just really engagement. Like, I think you have to be fully engaged. Like, personally, we both hate social media. Like I'm just, I'm putting it out there. We hate it, but we can do it because you need to stay engaged with the community and the people that you're in these masterminds with are probably like you in some form or fashion. And so if those are, those are people, those are your family of choice. And I really think you just have to be involved and extend out to them, like side conversations, meetups when we're in town and all of that. It's, don't be a recluse and step back and watch everyone else do it. I just think being a full-on participant is the best way. For sure. It's funny you said you hate social media. It's definitely not my strong suit. Uh, I definitely do not like posting myself. And I feel like I've definitely gotten over it. But still, like, I still like overthink some of my posts. Like, oh, I need to put it out there. But I was going to do it. Yeah, it's definitely hard to be more of like an introvert. I'm definitely more of an introvert for, for me. So it's like a struggle all the time. Like, oh, do I want to post like personal things about my life? I don't know. <laughs> I would have never guessed you as an introvert. Never. See, and that's the thing, too. Like, when you're posting and all this stuff, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're out there and they're putting themselves out there. But like, even like this, like I said, it was super uncomfortable for me. This is way out of my comfort zone. But like you make it, you're so natural. It just, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it took a while for me to get used. The podcast is definitely something that helps me. Uh, I'm like a lot more comfortable in video and stuff now. Or even just talking with people is a lot better for me now. Because um, this podcast has like really helped me grow in that aspect. And yeah, it's funny. The first couple of ones I did, I was like terrified. And I literally did not do anything besides read my list of questions. <laughs> I, I love it. But you did it. That's the thing. You just did it. And you, I mean, and you're still doing it. So, and you're just evolving and getting better and better every time then. Yes, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely sounding a lot better now. I'm a lot more confident in my interview skills. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. I actually have um, one last question for you and we will wrap it up. What is your favorite? Actually, sorry. What tips do you have for women who want to make the leap into entrepreneurship? Don't overthink it and just do it. I think if you feel you're being called to do that, you have to just do it because especially I, I know men do this too, but as women, we will set and we will list every single negative reason, every con to that. And then we'll start looking at that list and they're like, oh, we can't do it. Yes, you can. Just do it. You can do it. Like, if you believe in yourself, do it. I mean, I think that it's as simple as that. I think you just have to take the leap of faith. For sure. Even if you believed in yourself yesterday and you didn't take action and you're not yeah. feeling it today, still do it because you believed in yourself just yesterday to do it. <laughs> yes, just do it. 
I feel like that is, it's always hard to be like, oh yeah, of course, you know, it's like, that is exactly what entrepreneurship is. It's just taking that leap of faith and believing in yourself and saying, you know, what, I'm going to figure it out every single day. And that's all it is, just one day. It is because every day presents a different challenge as an entrepreneur. And you just have to learn to be an overcomer and just, just keep moving forward. Awesome. And then, okay, so this is my final question. What is your favorite book? Oh, okay. This one is a tough one. I am totally telling on myself here. I don't have a favorite book. Here's why. I think after it taking me so long to get through college, like I have almost boycott re- reading. Like it's <laughs> like one of those things now. Like I'm, I'm really trying. So I have the four agreements that I'm working on right now. Like I am really trying because I put that I have to finish six books this year because I know I'm terrible at it. And I don't know why. So unfortunately, I don't have a favorite book, but I'm I'm willing to work on that. I'm trying to get back into it because, yes, I know readers are leaders and I'm working on that. Oh, that's funny. I love reading, but that's definitely uh, something that I, you're right. No, not everybody loves reading. And that's something that I've learned recently, too. And it's like, oh, I thought everybody loved that. And it's like, no, it's just because I love reading doesn't mean everybody yeah. else does. <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, and even the audiobooks, I know people are like, listen to audiobooks, but then I find myself just looking around and I'm not even paying attention to what the thing is saying. So I'm like, I'm a work in progress with that. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel about reading. Well, you picked a good one. The Four Agreements is a great one to start with. I like it. It It, it is so good so far. I'm reading The Fifth Agreement, which is the book after that one. Uh and I was like, I just started today. And I was like, oh, I forgot how good the four agreements were. I was like, maybe I should start with that one again. Well, that's good to know because I didn't even know there was a fifth agreement after this one. So I'll do this one and then that one. Yeah, he wrote it like 10 years later with his son. So it's him and his son that do the fifth agreement. It seems it's real weird so far in the beginning. It's like a very strange concept, but I'm excited for it already. <laughs> uh, well, you'll have to keep me updated on, on your thoughts as you go through it then. I definitely will. Awesome. And then how can people connect with you? Um, I'm on social media, Facebook, um, my personal, Amanda Grady, probably the best. We do have William Grayson Realty out on Facebook, uh, Instagram. I'm on Grady Realty. Uh, you can find me. I'm easy. I'm easy to find. And then DM me, whatever. Awesome. And I'll have all those links in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women in Power podcast. Please hit the subscribe and like button to see more episodes. New episodes air every Wednesday morning. So please join our Facebook group, Women in Power, for the latest updates and news about our podcast.